Okay. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Donnie Turner, for the Free for Life show. I am super proud to be able to say I got somebody on the show today who's been featured on the Wall Street Journal, Yahoo News. He's been with Gary Vee, the Washington Post. He actually boasts over $5 million in lifetime sales on Amazon. That's just selling books alone. And um, he went from, you know, in his own words, food stamps to freedom in his lifetime. Check him out. Don't be afraid to check him out on YouTube, on Instagram. He goes under the handle at Reezy Resales. Uh, Reezy, welcome to the show, man. Dude, what's up? How are you, Donald? Thanks for having me, bro. I'm, I'm doing really good. You know, I, like, like I was just saying before, I'm really stoked for this uh, interview. I'm really uh, excited. So I just, I just wanted to ask you, you know, just maybe a quick idea about, you know, your story. I know you have a really cool story. And, you know, food stamps are freedom. I just, I love that saying. And do you think you could go through it with us just a little bit? Yeah. So um, basically, I grew up super poor, um, food stamps, welfare, government health care, my parents were divorced. Uh, I've been homeless. I spent a lot of a good amount of time living in like um, dirty hotels. Um, you know, no one in my family ever really accomplished much aside from I think my dad graduated high school, but no one ever had a nice car, uh, owned a house or owned a business. And I actually um, my parents were both had been in uh, jail and prison. So I had been in foster care. Um, I had lived with basically everybody in my family. And um, at some point at a young age, I started selling drugs, nothing serious, just uh, marijuana or whatever. And that kind of taught me like an entrepreneurial hustle. And then I like around the same, it was, that was like right after selling candy in school. And so I did that for a while, never got in trouble. And then eBay started putting commercials on TV back in the day. This was in like 90 eight or so something like that 98 99 and so we started selling stuff on ebay me and my little brother um in 2000 in the year 2000 when i was in 10th grade i had a daughter um and dropped out of high school and got married so when i was 16 had a child got married dropped out of high school took my ged and started working full-time while still selling on the side um, fast forward through all of that and living check to check, you know, up until a little over 15 years ago, my last job was I worked at a skateboard shop and I think my take home was $750 every two weeks. And I was working full time, um, in basically retail sales. Um, and that's the most money I had ever made before working for myself. And I've been consistently paying myself an average of a $75,000 a year salary from my Amazon sales business alone for the last 15 years, which is not a ton in California. My wife um, actually hasn't had to work for a long time. She went back to school. 12 years later, we have another kid. So my first child is now in college. um, And my other daughter, who's waking up shortly, is seven. Her name is Luna. Um, And so we've had some success. And then about three and a half to... Almost four years ago, I found out who Gary V was, and then I started teaching others how to do what I do on social media, YouTube, et cetera, and I was able to grow my YouTube from zero to like 120 plus thousand subscribers, uh, amongst other things, a large Facebook group and Instagram. So like all across social media alone, not including selling, I'm now doing over six figures of profit a year off of breezy resales, like off my personal brand. Right. So yeah. speaking events, like affiliate marketing. Um, and I still don't even have my own course. Right. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, and that's where I'm at now, which I like to tell people like from food stamps to freedom, because literally I was on food stamps growing up when they were still paper. Like I remember oh, wow. my, when I was, younger we were on food stamps and they were still paper they would give you cash change uh if it was under a dollar and my pops he's an alcoholic so he would go around and buy like a candy bar or a piece of gum so that he could get like 62 cents change or whatever it was and he would drive to like four stores doing that to get the change to then go buy beer you know what i mean um So I just grew up in a family that, you know, they were addicts, um, you know, not religious, selfish people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's okay to break. It's okay, you know, to uh, you're not in trouble unless you get caught type of vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot. You know, I learned how to take care of myself. And because I was neglected, I learned how to hustle. And all that stuff um, applied. Um, you know, I grew up with nothing. I live in a very 
uh, expensive town to live in, Santa Cruz, um, California. Um, so yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that grew up here that, you know, have nothing as well. And so like a few of us have made it out doing different stuff. And it's just crazy to me that I not only did that, but now I'm like going global or whatever via social media and being able to actually make the world a better place. Like I get messages almost every day um, that are like amazing from people that I've helped. And sometimes they're like, you know, they make you want to cry. And that's what literally what keeps me going. Like I have one that I read the other day, I put it on IGTV, but this woman said, you know, she was a a 24 year old singer, single mom with two kids and like had her last 800 bucks. She was homeless, living in their car, feeding the kids beans out of a can, living at rest stops and started watching my videos and used the last 800 bucks to start doing books and then going on eBay through my advice. And then fast forward three months and she signed a lease on a house. Her kids are in school. Her kid has her own, his own bedroom, like all this really cool stuff. Dude, um, I love that. But it's just like, you know what I mean? It's insane to think that um, if you have the guts to, you know, get on a camera or make some videos and you have something, you know, some value to provide, which I believe everyone does, if you actually do it, you know, not only are you going to help the world, which is crazy amazing, but then that like comes back to help you. Like it just, yeah. it just happens. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. provide enough value, you will get paid like you, your life style will increase or whatever if you help others like just regardless it just happens so I don't know kind of living in this crazy magic right now where I feel like you know I've found my purpose or I'm closer to finding it um because I had previously growing up in a selfish family I always thought you know just make some money however you can and then with whatever free time you have left over you know then do what you want to do, right? Like, for example, whatever you can make the most money doing the least amount of effort, you know, the most efficient way, do that. And then, you know, go skateboarding for 32 hours a week or whatever, whatever it is, you know, but now I'm totally flip flop where I'm like, what I want to do takes so much of my time. um, Because it like has a larger impact, you know, I want to change the world, I want to make it on the Ellen show and teach everyone that you can make six figures selling junk from yard sales, you know, on the Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, that it has to be what I like doing. Cause I'm going to be doing it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. For, for me, it's just, it's crazy. Like educating people and sharing my knowledge, but through also, um, speaking, which I, I like speaking and then making videos. And I've been making videos my whole life as a skateboarder. So all of that stuff like wrapped up to be like a recipe for success for me right now. And that's kind of, kind of where I'm at right now. It's like me. We're never supposed to go to Italy. Yeah. Like, no joke, kids like me, you know, never even leave the state or, like, live their whole life and never fly on an airplane anywhere. Mm-hmm. Probably never leave their town, maybe not even leave, like, their block. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's just insane that I have all kinds of opportunity, and that's what – so now it's beyond. Like, at first I started out sharing, hey, here's how you can make some money, and then I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. After that, I learned all this new stuff, like all the YouTube and all the affiliate marketing, like all these other ways – you can help people that are not just, you know, my reselling knowledge that anyone can do. And so now I'm like trying to share that to people like, look, dude, you could start a podcast. And if it gets enough listeners, if, if you're, you know, you can put ads on it and make a few hundred bucks a month or whatever mm. it is, you know, like, you know, the sky's the limit. Really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Ask me anything. Sorry. No, no. Um, I, I just love that you said that, but you know, um, just coming from where you're coming from and that old mindset, I mean, what flipped the switch for you? What made you think, you know, because I think a lot of people, like, they think they found the secret, like, okay, now I know how to sell and make money. I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. anybody. This is, right. you know, I'm not going to tell anybody because it's going to be less money for me. You know, right. what, what flipped that for you? So I, it was basically Gary V. I'm not going to lie. He just resonated with me, his message. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to be important or do YouTube or, you know, change the world. I never really knew how I was going to do it. And then I was like, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. And I had, of course, all the same reservations that you're just saying. But Gary Vee basically said, he was like, put yourself out of business. Like someone else is going to put you out of business anyways. It might as well be you. And then I thought about that in my specific niche industry, which is, you know, teaching people how to sell on Amazon and a little bit of other stuff. And yes, I have created competition against me in my own town. You know what I mean? And of course, online. 
the thing is, if it's not me, it's going to be somebody. So say I've said, like you said, forget it. I'm not telling anyone. In less than a year or two years, a different Reezy would have came forth and it would have been someone else. Or at least that's the way I think of it. So if it's going to be somebody, why can't it be me? Or why shouldn't it be me? Because I also think like without trying to, you know, be toot my own horn or whatever that I could do it better. You know, I'm like, especially when I started doing this type of education on YouTube, everybody was older. There was no, I swear I might've been like the first guy to do it with a wearing a hat, wearing a baseball cap. (laughs) Like if not in that, definitely wearing one backwards. Like, and that's like a very generalization of how uncool the demographic was. And you have people that are like 18 to 35 that want to learn how to do this. But all the mentors on YouTube were like 35 to 55. Yeah, just you know what I mean? Yeah. Unrelatable, monotone, boring. There was a couple cool ones out there, but do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then so it, it you know, I, I forget the original question. I'm sorry, but yeah, um, it was it was ripe. You know, like yeah. you know. So I went up when I went on Italy trip. Like this is a tangent, but you were you watched some of those clips, I imagine, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, cool. I got more engagement on that than I've ever got on any reselling content ever. Twice, hmm. like I, I normally get, you know two to 4,000 views on a, on a good Instagram story. I was getting like five to 8,000 views a day on the Italy stories. Right. Insane. And a hundred replies every day, the same people following day to day saying like, Oh, we watch it every 5 PM with the family, like everything. And I was like, Whoa, like maybe there's something here because this is fun. I had just as much fun making the stories. Right. I love communicating with people. And so what if like, there's time, like, is the world ready for a new Rick Steves? You know, like move over Rick Steves. It's Reezy, Reezy Steves, Reezy Reese, your <laughs> European travel. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is the market of European travel ready for like a younger, cooler, wittier, like dad jokey skateboarder guy? Like, I don't know because, but if so, I, I fully, I've convinced myself I'm exploring that. Like I'm going to make a travel blog just for that. Like lots of travel videos and, then I looked at all the affiliate abilities for that style and it was Airbnb affiliate, like, uh, all these air, airline sites, affiliate, all the, uh, um, like tickets.com, all these places where you book for stuff that you're going to do while you're traveling. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the, the luggage you need, all the, you know what I mean? There's just so much opportunity there. And I already want to write reviews anyways. Cause I of course stayed at some places that sucked, but I don't <laughs> want other people to stay at. But then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to write a review because that's a time investment. I can't write a review unless we're going to fully roll out that brand. Yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. At least that's how my mind thinks. And it's just because of the opportunity. And there's no difference from me doing that or someone else's family. Of course, I can. if you have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and you say for basketball videos and you say, here, go watch my family vlog, you'd be surprised how little people actually go over there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a lot less than people actually think, you know? People think Gary Vee gives you a shout out in your famous overnight. It's not how it works. You might get yeah. like 12 followers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, but you know what I mean? There's so much opportunity. If you know search engine optimization and you know how to deliver content to people, you can have fun and make money. It's insane. Dude, yeah. That, and that's, a, that's such a, like a big way to think about things. I mean, because I'm, I'm still over, I'm still trying to get over your story, man. Just, just uh, you know, thinking small, and then now you're just thinking big. You know, going to Italy, dude. You, creating you a business got, out of traveling. I mean, dude, you got to. It's insane. I just I went to uh, I did a two day trip to New York recently, okay. and I rent I rented out a seven bedroom Victorian house in Brooklyn with like seventeen beds, mm-hmm. um, and I made money on that. We brought people oh, wow. in. We sold out beds. I gave a, you know, a break-even deal for a bunch of people. And then we sold a few beds and made some money. I didn't pay for my stuff. Everybody had a good you know, networking, entrepreneurship weekend thing. But it was like a beta test for an event. And so I'm like, okay. wow, now I can travel different places, get like a really nice big house. You know what I mean? Bring in some, some local speakers or whatever. Make an event out of it. Cater it, whatever. Put the value, you know, like the values in the... Obviously, you're going to learn a lot in the networking's immense, but if you price it right to where, you know, you're getting two nights in a nice house and food, et cetera, to you're like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, I can do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make like an event circuit where I do like a meetup every, every month and we bring, you know, 100 entrepreneurs together and 
create content with that, you know, like I have a personal assistant now, you know, that like helps me with everything, you know, that booked this, this for me, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's insane to me. I never thought I would be doing that kind of stuff, you know, like, um, this 2020, I'm probably going to buy a house and that's crazy. Like no one in my family's ever owned a house, you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, well, I love what you said, you know, um, I barely started this podcast, you know, I've been working on it for a couple months. Uh, I had the opportunity to, you know, interview some really cool people like yourself, you know, thank you again. And, um, yeah, it, I just, I see this trend, you know, just from interviewing a couple people, they, it's like, they're all saying, you know, give the value out there and it just comes back, you know, yep. kind of like golden rule, karma, whatever you want to call it. They just, just doing it for other people, serving other people. And then you get served. I mean, yep. kind of sounds like what it, you're saying. Yeah. It, it's a hundred percent how it happens. But I think for a lot of people, it's a, you have to have an awakening first to get there. Like if mm. you grew up, like I could never have gone straight here first. I had mm. to get, I had to like, first get some freedom from the nine to five by making some income. And then that allowed me, so I still wasn't fully woke, right? I was, and, and you're probably never fully woke, but like it's levels, right? So that took me out of the nine to five. So I saw life yeah. differently when I didn't have to live on a nine to five schedule. But the best thing about that, besides like controlling your life and your schedule, that's like the first level. I used that time to start doing YouTube. Okay. So mm. to do another thing, then after, uh, that, that, um, the next level was me realizing that I could change people's lives through YouTube. So first was like, okay, I got the freedom of time and then allowed me to do something that I figured out was like my passion or closer to my passion or purpose, yeah. right? Because I'm helping people and changing the world and making a better place. And not only are you doing good things, but it's like a selfish addiction. It makes you feel extremely good. At least for me, I'm like addicted to that feeling. So that yeah. was the next, the next level, you know what I mean? And I feel like, you could never get from, you know, poor and broke to I'm going to do whatever I can to help people with my passion. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. just don't believe it. You don't even believe it's real. When I was a kid, people told me anything's possible. And I would be like, yeah, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right. Like I'm homeless. You know, I, if I didn't eat this free school lunch, I wouldn't have any lunch. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, it's from you, crazy from you saying that I think I, that's such a big hurdle. You know, I come from Stockton, California. I don't, I don't know if you heard it. It's yeah, kinda, no, no, I know where Stockton's at. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a rough spot. And I know a lot of people that are like that. They're like, I can't leave here. I can't do that. That's not for me. You know, and I, I love that you said just breaking out of that nine to five, because that's such a hard thing to do. Could, do you mind? Could we talk a little bit about how you got into retail arbitrage and how you broke out of that nine to five deal? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So like I said, I was always um, selling stuff on ebay it was like whatever i could find but mostly within the realm of what i knew which mm -hmm. was like electronics and video games and obviously older stuff or like old toys but mostly i was buying stuff i could get for really cheap um and then flipping it but it totally started with you know video game consoles and old games before there was like the current craze of people picking up on games when i could yeah. still get mario 3 for like a buck because the flea market guys didn't even know it was cool. And then I was selling it for like 20 or 25 pretty regularly because there wasn't a ton of people selling it. But still, I was making only like, you know, like 500 bucks a month. And I couldn't really um, invest in it. We needed, uh, we needed more money. What happened was I would eventually, I would be looking for stuff in thrift stores, like a, the stuff that I know about. And I would see mm -hmm. people that were buying books and they weren't just buying one book. They were buying like an abnormal amount of books, 10, 20. They would have a whole cart full of books they were buying to the point where I thought they were the employee, but they were actually someone buying that many books. And I was like, dang, why are they buying so many books? And then I would see sometimes, and I would see these just, you know, across the time span of months, just some days casually. And it would be about three or four different people. And, um, then I noticed they were using a Bluetooth barcode scan, not Bluetooth. Um, this was before the iPhone or YouTube even existed, my bad. So they were using a barcode scanner of some sort to scan the items. And so I proceeded to like, try to get close enough to see what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I eventually figured out what the hardware was. It was like a, a Dell Axum X5 PDA with a, uh, compact flash socket scanner stuff. In it so it's the oldest craziest thing you've ever seen you have to 
connect it with a serial connection. It didn't even have USB. Uh, you had to use Active Sync to run it on your computer. So crazy old school. That's crazy. Um, but this was, you know, I don't know what year this was, over 15 years ago. But um, anyways, what was crazy was then when I asked them, I was like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, what are you doing with these books? You know, they would always just clam up and wouldn't tell me anything. Mm. And it's really weird because their body language would totally change. They would like casually have been speaking to me a little bit, like as a customer in passing. And then when I asked them what they're doing, they would clam up. And so then I was just on a mission to try and figure it out and Google everything and figure out what this whole book selling thing was about. Um, And I had no idea. I couldn't find anything. And my Google foo is pretty good. But searching for book scanning just came up with like in book scanners came up with like people who are digitizing books. It was really hard for me to figure it out. So I just kept doing the only thing I knew, which was pestering these people when I would see them. And one time there was an old lady that I had never seen before. She must have been from out of town. And I asked her and she just told me the name of the software she was using. And because I, I had it like dialed in, I would just go over and be like, hey, what's the name of the software that you're using? Um, and they told me and then I went and looked it up and then they had all this additional information on their website and they had a blog and then I learned everything from there. Um, from there, I started selling books um, and I didn't, so I couldn't even afford the scanner yet. I was buying them blind, but I found out how they were doing it. They were selling on a website called Amazon, which I had never heard of at the time. Um, so then I started buying books and I was, I had a spot, um, a Goodwill outlet or, um, it's like a bargain store for the Goodwill right before it goes to the landfill and they sell stuff by the pound usually. Oh wow! Um, and so I was buying books for $5 a bag, got home and I had no, you know, I'll be like, Hmm, this one, maybe that one, maybe, I don't know. But I was in the thick of it with other people who were there every day using scanners and stuff. Those same people that I would see around, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and so I knew I was on the right track and I kind of worked at a skate shop. So I like reworked my schedule. So I had a little bit of room in the morning so I could go to the thrift stores and stuff, take my kid to school. But I was, I was, I was making like, you know, 500 bucks a month pretty quickly off of the books, but I just wow. didn't have enough money to go every day. Like I couldn't go every day and buy uh, a $5 bag of books because I, we needed the money I was spending to buy, to buy groceries. Right. Yeah. And so I convinced my wife, I was like, Hey babe, this books thing is going to work. It's like really, really working. We just need to buy more books and I need to be able to afford to get this hardware to get this, pay this $30 a month for this scanner app. So we don't books anymore. Um, and this was not even like cell phone signal. It was just a database on an app with a barcode scanner, but it costs all in all, you know, like besides 30 bucks a month, maybe like another hundred. And I didn't even have an extra hundred. We were check to check. So I was like convinced my wife, Hey, let's eat at the homeless shelter for 30 days, one meal a day. And let's go to local churches and get, you know, food once a week. You can go to separate different churches and get a bag of food, whatever the grocery stores donate, you know? And so we did that for one month and that allowed me the homeless shelter for one month. We kept getting food from the church for probably a year, but that allowed me to use a hundred percent of our like $500 a month grocery budget to buy books. And that's how I pretty much steamrolled our business because that was our, I was looking at our budget and I was like, what's our budget? We have rent and bills and food. You have to pay your rent or your bills, you know, unless you want to live without electricity or get kicked out. And so the food was the only budget, you know what I mean? And since I had grown up really poor, I knew that, yeah, that sucked. And you have to humble yourself to like go eat with the homeless people or whatever, or to even go to the church and wait in line, especially when you don't really look homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've done it before and it's not as bad as you might think it is. You know what I mean? So we just did it and that's how we got into it. And from there I just kept going. And at one point I was made enough that, um, my boss had flipped out on me and I was just like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm making enough off this. Like I wasn't equal to my skate shop money, but I could see it going up. And I knew that I was like, Hey, if I leave and I can put more time into it, you know what I mean? Things are going to go up. And I just kind of got lucky too, because the year I started selling books was the year that fulfillment by Amazon, um, started allowing people like me to send stuff in. So it was like a lot of stuff that I was selling. There would be no FBA offer. So I could send it FBA and charge more. So like stuff that wasn't even, you know, worth money at all. People were paying, you know, a a penny plus plus, uh, shipping. I would send it into FBA and put it for like $8.99 or 10 or 12 bucks and it would still sell because they would pay 12 for free shipping and come in, you know, three days from Amazon or so they thought versus this other one for a penny 
plus 399 shipping, which people look at it and are like, I don't know about that one. When's that going to come? You know what I mean? Media mail 12 days from now. Like, and when you have a return with that person, how's that going to go versus when you have a problem with Amazon, you know how it goes. They're going to take yeah. care of you. You know what I mean? That's, a, so, that's amazing that Amazon did that. They just let you use their brand because I mean, I use Amazon a little too much, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's yeah. how it started out. So they did it for themselves, but then they realized, Hey, we developed a system for ourselves um, and it's really good. We can sell this to other people. So they started letting customers like me um, become third-party sellers and send products into Amazon and then using their system of storing the inventory and their contracts with shipping companies to get it to the customer cheap and fast and their robotics to go and find and grab the products or all of their infrastructure. And they actually make more money doing that than they do um, selling their own products because if they take no risk on those products, they're making 15% commission on every sale I make. Plus, um, you know, some fixed, uh, fixed rate unit fees. So, uh, for them, you know, the margins there. Well, I love that because, you know, yeah, they they get their little 15%, but you're leveraging a multi-billion dollar company, all yeah. their systems, you know, their brand name and everything. And the fact that they could sell it at a higher price. I mean, yeah, I'd pay 15% all day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good a good place to to make sales and make money. Probably one of the best ones and easy to scale with their systems in place as far as like yeah. a smaller operation, not having to, you know, there's people that are doing millions and maybe even 10 million a year and they don't have any inventory on hand. All their products ship directly from China to Amazon FBA. Um, you know, the, I know people that have built brands on Amazon and then, then later sold their brands and exited off of, you know what I mean? And then built oh, wow. more brands. So it's like, you, you couldn't do that in the past, you know what I mean? But now that you have that, that platform, that access to the audience, you know, it's all the same, same thing again, it's the SEO. Are you providing value to the customers? Is, is your value getting to them? Are they clicking on it? And do they keep coming back? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's all the same. Yeah. That's just physical products. You know, um, I just, I, I love that we were talking about that and just leveraging a big company for your small company, making money just from your computer. I love that. But you know, uh, just what, what really got to me was what you were saying before about, I don't know, just your story, man. Um, you just, the, I could just tell like the hunger, you know, you had yeah. hunger, you had hustle. Bro, you got like, it, man. What's, what's crazy about it? So is many people, do- yeah. I have a, I have a daughter who's 19 and she basically just moved out. Um, kind of, she's transitioning out, but, um, that sounded weird. Uh, anyways, <laughs> she's, she's not a hustler like me, um, because she doesn't remember, you know, when life was hard because we gave her a good life. And I kind of really realized that my environment made me like that, you know, maybe some DNA, but probably mostly environment, um, And it just happened like that on accident passively, you know? And so how do you teach that to your kids when, you know, they're not going to experience it in the same way you're going to experience it? Yeah. I mean, how old are you? I'm I'm 26. Yeah. Crazy. So So my, my daughter's 19. So she's, she's, uh, yeah, closer to your age than she is to mine just barely, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, no, well, I just love that because, you know, a lot of people in that exact same situation, I think, would probably kind of just give up. You know, I've seen it, you know. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think maybe you just teach them and then like they'll figure it out like later. But I, th- I think that most people respond to get kicked. Right. Yeah. So you just some people haven't had kicked enough, maybe, and they need to mm. go into society. I don't know. Maybe some people pick it up. But I feel like as long as you teach and give the information, then once society and you know something happens like you know i don't know uh all of a sudden you have to work 40 hours a week at a job you hate and you got bills and life is real and whatever whatever yeah yeah then you're like man i really you know wish i had that you know four hours of freedom every day that i used to have or that opportunity to do whatever you know or you you become a hustler maybe because you're like wait a minute like this job really really sucks i know another way you know but it's going to take different things to get each people each different person to that breaking point you know what i mean and yeah um, i like that and i think i think pressure is the best teacher i think most people would agree you know like and are you a student yeah i'm a student right now college you probably like i don't know if you're like me but the best papers or the best work i ever did was like 
when I stayed up all night and it was due the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like as far as productivity too, you like in, in six hours, I got like, you know, three weeks worth of work done. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. And it feels amazing. I think uh, I agree with you. I mean, stress, that stress, that pressure, I mean, it brings the best side out of you. You just get it done. And I because it makes your, it makes your decisions easy. We have way too many options in life and everyone has decision anxiety, but man, like, you know, if I told you right now, like, Hey, if you don't get a hundred dollars before 9am tomorrow, you're getting kicked out. You're homeless. I guarantee you'll find out where to make a hundred bucks. I guarantee it. You just have to. Well, and I I like what you're saying before, you know, people, uh, they got, they haven't gotten beaten up enough. You know, I think, I think eventually you just got to get mad. You got to get right. mad at your circumstances. You're like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm done. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy because it's, like I said, it takes a different thing for everybody. Like I, I, you know, like tough love that drives me or hard situations, mm-hmm. but I, I saw something recently. I forget where I saw it. It's not my original quote or whatever, but it was like, even a crackhead, you know, finds out a way to get crack every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they wake up with nothing and they want to get high and they figure it out. So like, are you going to get out hustled by a crackhead? (laughs) And that's basically what it comes down to is that people in society, like the average person easily is not hustling as hard as a crackhead is themselves. School doesn't teach people to be extraordinary or to like, you know, put their life on the line. You know, if you can just sail through and get A's or B's or C's, even if your family's okay with that, like whatever. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. No, it's true. It's true. I guess, yeah, some people got to get beat up enough. I mean, and maybe even some people, I think this is where you're at now. I mean, you're just doing it for the love. You're, you're doing it to help other people. Maybe it turns into that eventually. Yeah, I think that's what happens because what happens now is, is I'm, I like doing it, right? Making videos and talking and teaching, but it also helps people and it makes me money, which means it's okay that it takes my time and, and beyond that. And it changes people's lives and makes them feel better. And then they tell me about it, which makes me feel better, which makes me want to keep doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. a vicious cycle of awesomeness. <laughs> no, that's, that's tight. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that dude. Um, you know, um, honestly, yeah, th- this has been amazing. You know, I just want to, I, I want to thank you for your time. I think, you know, um, this has just been great. I got, I got a lot, a lot out of it. And, you know, um, we, we talked a lot about mindset stuff, which I love to talk about personally. I mean, I just love that. And we talked a little bit about, um, I, I don't know if you coined the term, but I think you were, I was the first time I ever heard from you retail arbitrage. We talked yeah, about no, a not bit. me. I think the guy that coined that term, his name is Chris green. Chris uh, green. he's like the godfather of retail arbitrage. He wrote a book oh, no called way. retail arbitrage. Um, which I highly recommend checking out if people don't, if you don't know what it's about, but, um, yeah, retail arbitrage, it's real out there, man. You can, you can buy, it's like right now, you know, go to the, people are going to the dollar tree. I just seen, uh, screenshots from people that are buying stuff at the dollar tree, packaging it together, you know, grab five items from the dollar tree in the Halloween category, package it together and then sell it on Amazon as a bundle. It's a Halloween decorations bundle, you know, and it's five different decoration items that each cost a dollar at the Dollar Tree, put into a thing and you photograph it nicely with your iPhone and whatever, a white sheet, whatever, Photoshop it, throw it up there for, I don't know, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And people are lazy. They didn't get their Halloween decorations. They're just going to buy it. Boom. Yeah. Get shipped to your door in two days. It's good. Exactly. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's insane. There's so much opportunity and that's like, that's just like one example of retail arbitrage that's called bundling you know and creating your own listing on amazon but um you know and and again search engine optimization right makes that keeps the familiar thing that keeps coming up in this whole thing is search engine optimization because search engine optimization is like the modern like if it wasn't online and we were at the flea market search engine optimization would be me like yelling out to the customers like hey over here we got hot dogs we got sodas you know two for one two for three whatever and then like our signage and branding or like whatever you know all the ways we could get someone's attention that's search engine optimization you know what i mean and on and it's like on a search bar and on the title and you know and stupid things like like on um, in t-shirts online, when you sell t-shirts, you want the preview image to be super big. 
because the bigger the preview image is, the the easier it is to recognize in search results, even big Mm. to the point where the design physically looks stupid on the shirt when they get it, but it looks larger in the search results. Like you're not supposed to make designs so wide that it wraps around the body because then the lines aren't straight anymore. Right. Yeah. But in a preview thumbnail image of a t-shirt, right. Flat lay or whatever with the graphic on it, that graphic smaller than the one that I size all the way to the edge of the shirt that looks much bigger. It stands out better in the search engine results. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's just, it's all this knowing all these dumb ways to, you know, to show up more often than everyone else to convert the clicks more, you know, like, of course you have to provide value or whatever, but it's just, it's endless. You know what I mean? And like yeah. a little guy like me can not only, leverage you know you know billion dollar companies but also compete directly against them you know what i mean i could launch a brand and using kickstarter and get 300 grand if i had a good enough idea and it could go viral i don't know who not sell it to some big company next year you know like yeah it's insane like there's nothing stopping anybody from doing anything now whatever you want to do do it you know what i mean like for it your phone camera is good enough for anything you need it for it's in your pocket you know you don't even need a microphone i'm on my phone right now you know this ain't even a new phone this is iphone 10 not even like the second gen like but the point is the point is is that you don't need it like even if you had like a six iphone six still you could still make all your content record your podcast you know um have a white sheet and then use the digital backgrounds built into the software. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's just so no, much yeah. opportunity. Like people don't want polished. They'll go to the movies for that. They just want raw. Every, mm-hmm. You can learn anything you want for free. You want to be a mechanic. You want to be play the piano. You want to sing. You want to freaking be a stop motion animator. Like whatever you want to learn, you can learn how to do it, what software they use, what hardware they use. You could like be part of the community. You could start DMing like the world's best in any little sub niche, you know, like, yeah. And reach them. I love that. Yeah. And talk and actually talk to them and get advice and then maybe become friends, maybe meet them in real life when you're in their area or something like yeah. the opportunities are endless like you know i have a brother he kills it at lego and i'm like he's not putting the effort forth he just works his nine to five but i'm like dude he's so good and i can see it that if mm-hmm. he really applied himself you know within like a year or two he could probably be living off of the social media from his lego thing and selling his custom designs to people and getting hired to build custom things for companies and maybe even have like worked directly with lego and have one of his designs like in a box at a store you know what i mean and that's how I see it when I recognize someone's talent because I know how the mechanism works, but most people don't. <laughs> She's just sneaking through the cloak of invisibility. But most people don't know that, you know what I mean? Or they don't yeah. believe in themselves. Like I believe yeah. in people more than they believe in themselves. And I Amen, just know dude. how the system yeah. works. Like if you know the system and you do it, like it will work because the the demand for content is so high and the supply is not there yet. So like, you could be not as good, but just be more relatable and put out tons of content, or you can be kind of as good, but maybe your videos are better and easier to follow. You know, like there's so much room for, for anybody to, you know, like, just tell me what you're good at. I'll tell you how to make a living on top of it. It's like, that's where I'm at with this thing. And, uh, I don't know. I just want to share that with everybody. I want everybody to be aware of that. Like it's, it's not 1920 it's 2019. You don't have to live like how people used to live in 1920, like your great, great grandparents, you know, getting that job or that college degree or whatever is not the only opportunity. It could be a good one, but if you're not also, you know, doing your thing, you know, like I don't want people to think that like just making enough money and then living out your life in the leftover space is what you have to settle for. You know what I mean? Like you can make a living doing what you'd love to do to where like, you don't check the clock when you come or when you leave and you can't wait to go back. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're, you're missing dinner and you've had to go to the bathroom for four hours, but you don't care because you like what you're doing, you know? And Well, you know, uh, yeah, I love that, you know, because the idea of a job working for somebody, that's and technically a new idea. That's an industrial age idea, you know, 1920s right. and so forth. Before that, before the industrial age and all the factories and all the tycoons and all that, everybody worked for themselves. You know, the guy owned the barbershop. The right. building and everything. The guy owned the general goods store, you know, and all this and that. And we're kind of coming back to that. Yeah, you know, but no, that's people cool. got to believe I in themselves. I never, thought, I never thought of it yeah. like that, but the industrial age is kind of like what Amazon's doing right now. Yeah, 
but well, yeah, I see, I see it. Like, you know, that, well, those big uh, companies are giving us the outlet now. Right. Exactly. You know, like Uber is no, giving yeah, you the outlet. Back and that the way yeah. the internet marketing works is totally like small town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I really like this interview that I'm doing with you right now might not make financial sense for me time wise. Right. But I want to give you that value and I don't mind doing it. I like doing it. Right. What's the yeah, actual value of it, but you're going to tell people, you know, people are going to hear about it. You're going to be like, Oh man, Reezy's so cool. Like back when he was, I can't even believe he did this interview with me, but he did. And it was just DM and like, whatever, cool dude, like whatever. I value that so much because word of mouth is like the most important thing. Now there's such a supply of information that no one knows who you can actually trust. And especially in the field that I'm in, right. Everyone Mm -hmm. thinks you're just trying to sell them a dream so that they'll buy your course or whatever. Like I really value that, you know, that one person that tells three or five. And like, I think about it, how can I get people to not only tell people about me, but just like, like me so much that they tell 12 people about me or 25 or like, there's some people I know that they're like, they're like advocates for me. Like they're preach the gospel of Rezus. And like <laughs> I send them business cards and they're just like, I'm so tired. I just, I don't know. I just think about that. And, uh, it's super important. So like the connectivity that we have nowadays with everyone is just super, it's super wild, you know, like I don't yeah. get recognized all the time in public, but like when I do, it's, I get so pumped. <laughs> I get so pumped. Bro. Would, yeah. It's so, that would be cool. It's so dope. Computer stop. That's like, yeah, that's the reaction from just giving it out there, you know? Um, and I think social media, I mean, it helps you accomplish that. Like, right. honestly, just, you know, just watching your content and what you're doing, I could just tell. I'm like, you know, this dude's genuine. You know what I mean? Right. And that's probably what led me to send you that DM. I'm like, you know, not expecting anything. Like, you know, maybe he won't, maybe probably right. not, but you never know. And, yeah, you know, yeah you never know. Cool. Like if you have to message a hundred people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a thousand people and you only get one, then cool. Maybe that's the one that you need. Like, but again, to that topic, like people aren't really trying to message a hundred people or a thousand people. Oh, Gary V talks about that. Or people aren't even going to, you know what I mean? How many, I'm not trying to put you down on your thing or whatever, but how many podcast episodes are you going to do if it never takes off? You know what I mean? Or if you're 500 episodes in and you still only have 12 viewers a month, are you going to still do it? Like Mm -hmm. everybody probably has a number at what point, you know, they would give give up up at or whatever. I I think everybody probably does at some point. You just, it's not giving up. It's just like the point where it becomes common sense. You're like, okay, well, but you know, what is that for everybody? And and then at the same time, that's weird. Cause I also believe in like that picture of the dude chipping away at the tunnel and he's like one chip away from getting to the diamonds. You know what I mean? And he like gives up and he goes back. You know what I mean? Like I believe in that too. So I don't know, but it's just, I guess, the point I'm trying to illustrate is that it's hard. So like you can do it, but you have to be so stupidly dumb, blindly faithful in yourself. A hundred percent. You just have to do it and just be like, that. I'm going to do it and it's going to work. It's just a matter of time. End of story down and work. You know what I mean? Um, this is my time. A lot I'm of people aren't, yeah. aren't, you know, aren't willing to do that. You know what I mean? They're not willing to DM a hundred people to, to pick up the phone and call people, you know, to see if they can have uh, lunch with some, buy someone lunch or, uh, or, you know, can I show up and help you uh, film at, what can I do? I seen you're in my area doing a live shoot. Can I, can I help you, you know, move gear around today or, you know, what, whatever, let me know how I can help you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's yeah, the yeah. era where we're at. We're back to that small town where it's like, I know a lot of people say don't work for free and like artists and musicians are going to hate me when I say this, but it's like, if you have a skill, that's your in, you can provide it for free to someone, especially someone that's like high up that they get bombarded time. But if you're like, yo, I want nothing from you. I just, can I shoot photos for you today? I'll show up at your event and shoot photos for eight hours and then give you all the photos, like whatever. And cool. You're in and your photos are good. You know, you're getting recommendations, you're getting more work. Like, but people aren't willing to put in that, the, you know, extend the olive branch. You know what I mean? Like you have mm-hmm. to give to get, especially in today's world, because people can get anything. They, all they have to do is pay a little bit for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you want to be part of their world, you know what I mean? You have to like prove yourself, but why not give a little so you get an easier opportunity to, to prove yourself? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. No, yeah. I and mean, it's all there for us too, right? With the, you could, <laughs> I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Like the opportunities you can do from your phone, you know, like yeah. you only got 30 minutes a day between here and there, but you got your phone and a good connection, sit down, you can build a business. You know what I mean? And it starts with, you know, the you talking on Twitter, which turns into Instagram posts, which turns into merch and a retail store and YouTube videos. And my friends, yeah. my friends in town, um, they have three cafes right now, Cat and Cloud Coffee and a roastery. And they're going to have their fourth cafe oh, wow. soon. And it all launched from their podcast. So they have the number one coffee podcast in the world called Cat and Cloud coffee podcast and they launched a cafe from their podcast so they're both talented baristas that have backgrounds in coffee and you know have won different uh level competitions and ranked nationally or whatever and through their love of coffee and making something that was their own with the podcast they gained like uh, a claim and then they started roasting their own coffee and selling it and then they're like why don't we just make made it's just another example of like the opportunities that are available to like what do you want to do for the rest of your life like how are you going to do that and make money using the internet that's how you have to do it yeah yeah it's a insane time we live in it's (laughs) it's it's beyond insane the the really insane part i think is not the fact that you can do that but the fact that there's so many people that don't recognize that or like are scared to admit Mm. it or instead are just like you know, continuing to do their life all the while their neighbor is an internet marketer and is making six figures a year and drives BMW or whatever. And, you know, never even went to college, but like as an expert online marketer of, I don't know, travel advice, you know what I mean? And like, you're, you're going to your job, you hate every day, every single day. I remember that feeling you wake up and you're like, quit. I mean, and then you will like hype yourself up. You take a shower, you get ready, you've worked, you know what I mean? And then at lunch, depending on how much you hate your job happens again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then like, and you just do that every day. And it's like, I was just telling my wife the other day, I was like, I fully remember that, uh, when I was delivering pizza, I told my, and that was one of my last jobs before I worked at the skate shop. I was like, this is the best job ever delivering pizza, best job ever. And I was like, there's no one to tell you what to do. All you do is take the pizza from A to B. You listen to your own music the whole time you want while you're in the car. You eat all the free pizza you want. And (laughs) if you're really good at your job and you know how to be strategic, you can make, you know, $15, $20 an hour. And this was a long time ago. Um, And I had all my little strategies and hacks. Probably could make a whole YouTube series about how to be a better pizza delivery man. But but that's funny to me that that's where my mindset was because that was my scarcity mindset. Where I was like, I'll do whatever I can to get money. And then the free time, I'll do what I want to do. Like, you know, lust and entertainment and fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm, I'm the other way. I have the abundance mindset, you know, and what I want to do is yeah. like great and enriching. And, you know, well, money will just be a byproduct of that. I love, I mean, I just saw your little mental process right there. I was like, you know, I was the best delivery driver. He's like, matter of fact, I could probably make a YouTube about that. <laughs> I guarantee I could. I never had that thought in my head before. And I wonder if there even is a guy doing that. So if there isn't, mark the, the date. Mind. Today's October 1st, 2019. I, there <laughs> has to be, because I know there's guys that like teach you how to be like a better Uber driver. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As part of that is like trying to maximize the referrals where in your car you advertise to your riders to sign up for Uber using a QR code, which is your affiliate link. And then when they become Uber drivers, you know what I mean? That yeah, can turn into an yeah. extra thousand, two thousand a month or whatever. But man, the whole pizza delivery thing, it's yeah, that's you know, if you're delivering pizza nowadays and someone asks you for like cheese and peppers and you don't have that, like you can't expect to get a tip. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty bummed out. You don't have peppers and cheese, you don't have plates, you know what I mean? Like, those are yeah, the simple on, things, you know what I mean? You like when you're giving them the change, you like count it back all slow and they just like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, like if it's like yeah you're not giving them the most efficient amount of bills. Like you have tens and you have fives, but you're just like one, 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 one. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Just, just keep the rest. This take. <laughs> take but, notes guys. You know, take notes. If you guys are doing delivery. <laughs> there's, there, yeah. There's so much stuff trying to like organize your deliveries to do more than, you know, certain ones or yeah. internal, uh, pizza, uh, politics where like certain areas tip more or whatever or you might become to know certain houses even you know yeah so people fight for the delivery and you got to lock it down like no these are mine this is my region no one can go there (laughs) yeah i I love that we're talking about pizza i've been in pizza for like 
five years or so. My dad dude. is a is in Domino's. So oh, dudes, yeah. I worked so in Domino's I, for a little where, while. Where did I work at? Was it Pizza Hut? I believe it was Pizza Hut, but man, yeah. I loved it, man. I'm still I still drive like a pizza delivery guy. I'll hit all yeah. the back roads. I go it's a way lifestyle. too fast on the back. <laughs> pizza <laughs> delivery guy is a lifestyle. Yeah. No, I feel that. I used to drive around because I rap, right? So I would drive around and freestyle rap and record it with a voice recorder clipped to the visor huh. with instrumentals in the car. I thought it was cool because I had an MP3 player in the car, like a CD <laughs> MP3 player, and then just deliver pizza all day and just, just crush it. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Cool. You no, just like, I, I remember I was bad, bad employee though. I would also just like stop and I would like do my delivery so quick and so efficiently that I knew I wouldn't be expected to be back for like 15 minutes and it'd be like Friday night on the evening. So I would pull over at my boy's house who was like having a house party and just holler at everyone real quick, you know, <laughs> then go That's back. Funny. To That's funny. Yeah. Well, see social media, like my friends and they're like, yeah, I called in sick to work today like yeah. celebration emoji and people are like liking it. And then I got it. Like, <laughs> this ain't cool, bro. Like I have yeah. employees, like we ain't 16. <laughs> You'd be calling yeah, yeah. in for work and bragging about it. That's not noble. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, you got the hustler mindset now. I mean, it's different. <laughs> it's different. I'm like, but. you're stealing from your employer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, man. Well, I, you know, um, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love this, dude. This this was great. And um, thank you for providing value to me and to my listeners, you know, just taking yeah. a little bit of time out of your schedule and just, you know, no getting worries, deep, bro. you know, getting personal. Like, dude, I, I got a lot out of this. I just want to thank yeah, you. Yeah, let me know when you when you get the content up, whatever you're going to do with it, and uh, I'll share it out for you. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'm going to make sure, send, just yeah. send me, shoot me an email and let me know. And uh, we'll share it yeah, out. Yeah, got you. All right, man. Yeah, thank you Appreciate very much. You, bro. And, you know, um, guys, you know, we talked just a little bit about retail arbitrage. You know, this is what Reezy does. He, he just, he wants to share with people how to do this stuff. Please check him out on YouTube or on Instagram at Reezy Resales. Just because, you know, if, if anything like that struck you, you're like, I want to quit my nine to five. I want to learn yeah, how to go sell to, on Amazon. Go, to, go over right. to my Go over to my website, reasyresales.com and grab a copy of my free intro to Amazon course. So it's completely free. It'll take you like two to four hours to go through. Um, and then after that, it will be like you have, you know, spent two to four hours talking to me and you'll, you know, be ready to go. There it is, guys. So please, you know, if you're interested, take advantage of that. And um, yeah, if there's not anything else, thank you, Reezy. And guys, never forget, never stop growing.